You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another disappointing episode of the Doing the Work post-game show. As yesterday, your number five um, ranked Indiana Hoosiers lost to number 22 Iowa on home, at home on Senior Day. Indiana lost 91 to 96. That takes Indiana now to 19 and five on the season, 11 and three um, in Big Ten play. And now with a Michigan win just now over Maryland, we are in a three-way tie for second place. Um, and I'm your host, Kathy Amos, here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and today we will break the game down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network that's dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. But we'll start this show off the way we start every show, and that's with this, our banner moment. So for me, um, I wanted to just kind of talk about in general this, <laughs> you know, this was a game that I think Indiana really needed to have, especially coming on on senior day and we'll get a little bit more into who's coming back and who's not coming back at the end of the show, but really expected the the women to come out with a lot of fire underneath them. And it was actually the opposite. I thought Iowa really came out and just really from the, the tip off took control of that game. And we were playing on our heels the rest of the game. However, Iowa got their largest lead then in the third quarter with 44 seconds left at 24 points. Um, a couple of free throws from Alexa Goulbay cut it down, but they had an over 20-point lead going into that fourth quarter. Um, but IU didn't quit. In that whole fourth quarter, they just kept hammering away and hammering away, really, especially on the back of Grace Berger. She just really seemed to take that team on all by herself and with some help from Alexa and the rest of the team, and they ended up outscoring 29, Iowa 25-42. to 42. This was the most points we've ever scored in program history in a single quarter, but it was just too much for, for them to overcome. And they ended up um, walking away with a, with a loss there on senior night, but only by five points. And, and to me, this is my, my banner moment is just really that whole fourth quarter. Because again, it just it just really says to you, you should never really quit on this team. They don't quit on themselves and we shouldn't either. So uh, I was really proud of the way that um, you know, even though they let Iowa play the game that Iowa wanted, as you can tell from the score, by far the most points we've allowed another team with 96 in regulation. Boy, um, we've only allowed over 70 points twice this year. Our defense just didn't show up, but the, the, the girls didn't quit. The women just kept on hammering. And so to me, that whole fourth quarter is my banner moment for from yesterday. And as always, our banner moment is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call, and their first is the presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's largest collection of vintage IU apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of a women's basketball program? It's true. When you go to the IU collection, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten um, title and made their first NCAA tournament appearance. And given what our women's team is doing, even coming off a disappointing loss, um, it, it might still be time for a new shirt. And, you know, I also got this shirt for honoring one of our seniors that we just had for Allie Patberg from Homefield as well. So there's lots of things out there for you to, to, to pick from, both Indiana-related as well as other college teams if you have yourself or other people in your life that do like something different. So no matter what you buy, you'll know it will be comfortable and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you'll be supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. So what could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, that's H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. 
Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. So go wear one for the team. Okay, everyone. So now it's time to move the ball and find our open player and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. Um, the rest of the team is uh, Coach Marlowe and Coach, I will kick it over to you for your coach's corner. Well, Kathy, I thought you hit it really good with the banner moment. The fact that the, the players didn't give up on the game. It would have been real easy when you were down 22 going into the fourth quarter to just, you know, okay, wasn't, you know, we'll play hard, but we're not going to, you know, we're not getting back into this thing. And they did. I, I, I did not get to watch the game live. I was doing a girls semi-state game on the radio, one of the local teams here. And, and so when I watched it, finally got around to watch it this morning, I was a little probably too depressed to watch it last night after I'd seen the score, but they kept battling. They, they, and, and there was a part of that fourth quarter, Kathy, and maybe as you watched it live, maybe you noticed, I felt like they, and when you're behind by 22, I think this gets a little easier. I felt like they played with a sense of urgency more in that fourth quarter than they did in the first half. I thought they showed a little bit in the third quarter too, except that Iowa just hit some shots. And we'll talk about that when we break down the game a little bit. But I, I, I would kind of like you, but I've always felt like I'll kind of go with that first quarter as well. Um, senior days are weird. And, and I know it's different at the college level than at the high school level, but I always felt that it was one of one of either way. It was never really a middle ground. Your kids were going to be so hyped up they were going to come out and play really, really well, or they were almost too hyped up or almost too emotional about the fact that they're playing their last game. And, and, and it goes out on the floor where they're just, they can't really get in sync. And so I kind of felt like that almost in the first quarter watching the game this morning that I think they were so wrapped up in senior day and the fact that we we know now a little bit more about who's coming back next year and who's not. I, I, I thought maybe that might have played a role. I'm kind of playing armchair psychologist here. But but again, I thought your banner moment was spot on. And what I really took out of that is that when this team can hit shots, and, and that we'll talk about the stats as well, that they, they can be really dangerous when they play with a sense of urgency. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, we'll continue our breakdown of our loss to um, Iowa from yesterday. We'll point out the meaningful moments you might have missed. Then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from around the game. You're listening to the Doing the Work post-game show. Again, I'm Kathy Amos. This is my host, co-host, Jeff Marlowe. And we're breaking down that loss from yesterday to Iowa. And we'll start off as we usually do with our meaningful moment. I think we'll go kind of in the same manner that we have in the past few shows where we'll just go quarter by quarter. And we'll talk maybe not just about the moments you might have missed, which if you don't have Big Ten Plus, that means you missed all of them. <laughs> um, but just uh, some maybe some important uh, moments, um, whether you might have missed them or not. So, Jeff, I'll let you start. And what did you have in the first quarter that you want to talk through? Well, and I know we always try to stay with 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 our team, but for me, it was kind of the I, I guess I'll say on the defensive side, starting at the 543 mark to the 231 mark. So a three-minute and 12-minute segment there, Iowa goes on a 14 to 2 run and goes from a seven to four lead to a 21 to six lead. And in essence, with the way the game played out, that was the game. I mean, it really that that kind of really ended up being the game from because from that point on, you just felt like IU was, you know, battling and climbing uphill. And, and I thought that three minute segment there, and that just goes to show you, and we're going to probably talk about throughout this, Iowa can score in bunches. And, 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 and when they're on, they move the ball. I was really finding myself thinking they made some nice cuts and some nice passes to hit some of those shots too. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, and of course, everyone's so hyper focused on Caitlin Clark, which they should be. She's a fantastic player, you know, averaging 28 points, nearly 28 points a, a game. Um, in addition, she leads the also an assist. She's one of the top assists per game as well. So it's not just Caitlin Clark that can score and score in bunches. So I think the thing with Iowa for me is that they're just been probably pretty inconsistent this year. But boy, they were they were firing on all cylinders yesterday. Um, and, and along that line, it just seemed like we couldn't get a whole lot going together in our, our first quarter. And, yeah, I think that first run, um, you know, just really, really kind of set the tone and, and sealed it. But, you know, one of the things I was really watching, too, was our, our rebounding. And it just seemed to set the tone as well at the 720 mark. So very quickly into the game, two and a half minutes in, Iowa got three offensive rebounds in a row. Um, and ended up getting finally scored a bucket. You can't let them get that many shots at it. And immediately we're already up five, five, nothing. And um, yeah, by the time we got to the first media timeout, it was already 12 to four. So we were already down eight and we just couldn't seem to find the basket. We couldn't seem to get anything going on defense. It just was a really, um, again, kind of tough sledding again, like it was against Nebraska. Um, what other moments in the first quarter stuck out for you? Well, I just thought the first quarter was kind of – once you got out of that segment, it was kind of a little bit of a back-and-forth quarter. We didn't get off the, to the best start, but, you know, a bucket here by Iowa, a bucket there by us. Um, the one thing I kind of noticed, and, and and I was keeping up with you and Ari's uh, text messaging going back and forth a little bit when I had a, at halftime and stuff yesterday, the game I was doing. But when I watched it this morning, I was really surprised at how – strong Sinano was, I hope I'm saying her name right, Sinano, because there were times when she was just bearing Mac deep mm -hmm. into the post. And I'd like to think that 100% Mackenzie Holmes probably doesn't allow that, but I'm not sure that's really the greatest matchup even for a healthy Mackenzie Holmes in terms of, because uh, Sinano just looks like she's really strong and, and, and got a little bit more size to her than even Mac does. Yeah, I, I agree. Susanna was just a handful to to handle yesterday, especially like you said, even for a healthy Mac, it would have been very difficult. But definitely, um, you know, McKenzie is not quite at full strength. You can see that in her play still. She doesn't have quite the lift. Um, still only at about 23 minutes a game. So I still think she's working her way back into game shape for sure. And, yeah. and and on top of it, our offense just wasn't really kicking. I mean, we didn't get our first field goal until the 608 mark when Allie finally hit a field goal. Um, mm -hmm. And it just it was really hard. And, and the same thing, we just couldn't even take some of the steals we were getting. At 3:42, Nicole Cardona Hillary did her thing and got a steal, but then she went down the other end and got blocked by Caitlin Clark on a um, on her layup. So. It was just felt like especially that first half and the first quarter, just it was no matter how much they were trying and trying to execute, they couldn't make shots. Their defense wasn't there. They didn't have an answer for Sazano. Um, the bright note, I guess, in the quarter is they held Clayton, Caitlin Clark at least to only two points in the first right. quarter. <laughs> so so the defense on her was good, but it seemed like then it was way more than offset by Sazano. Um, quickly, I can look. Yeah, she had 10 points alone in the first quarter for them. Yeah. And, and, and I'll kind of go on to the second quarter here because yeah. really, like you said, though, the first half just really felt like it was not it just was not a half for IU that it was not the typical IU we tended to see. Uh, and I'll kind of talk a little bit about that as well later. But um, but at the 743 mark and then at the next possession at the 726 mark. Allie put together really kind of the first streak for, for the Hoosiers. She had an and one and then followed it up with a field goal. So a little 5-0 run by herself had got us back to within 28-18. to 18. 
and it started to feel like there was maybe a little momentum. The hall was finally starting to show a little life. Allie, I remember watching it this morning. Allie was pumped. But it always seemed like in that first half anyway, maybe on into the third quarter, every time we felt like got any momentum going, Iowa hit a shot. We couldn't yeah. get a, I couldn't get another stop. Yeah, and I had that same exact sequence written down as well. And, you know, that's after they came out and right away, Cesano again goes, they go right inside to her. They didn't deviate from what was working and really just immediately started off that quarter and with Cesano going for two and then got fouled and made the and one to just, again, all of a sudden take it to 28-11. But, yeah, Allie came back, um, got us back to 28-18 to in that 7-0 run. Um, there. So um, a couple other times, you know, you could see that they were really trying to drive it. I thought uh, it's 647 Alexa drive in and got fouled, made the and one um, pulled us again with kept us within nine. So it just felt like they were trying to, to chip away at that big lead that they had at the end of the quarter. You know, we we're already down 14 at the end of that first quarter, but they were trying to slowly chip away with it. Um, but then I, I guess then Iowa goes in after the media timeout and ends up going up and are outscoring us by six, uh, the rest of that quarter. But what other kind of, what other kind of moments do you want to talk through? Well, I, I, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, as I mentioned that, uh, I just, I kind of had that as well at Lexus field, uh, and one opportunity at six forty-seven, and that got us within nine, but then they come back with two free throws and a field goal push it back out to 13. Mac gets two free throws to bring it back to 11. And then they got two free throws and a three. So it went back to, to a 16 point lead. So just like I said, anytime we felt like in that second quarter, I felt like as I was watching it this morning and, and watch and watching the, on BTM plus there on, on, on demand, it's like, geez, if we could just got it into single digits and gotten a possession and, and, and done something with it. And, but I will always seemed at least in that first half, have a response. Yeah, absolutely. They sure did. Um, you know, and again, it was like one of those things we could, we'd start to see some glimmers, you know, we forced a, a shot clock violation with about 448 to go. But then right after that, Iowa goes on a 5-0 run. So it's just, you get one really good thing, but then Iowa just turned around and really just would go on these, um, you know, many runs and just kept growing their lead. Um I think the other big thing, too, was just with 42 seconds left in that quarter, Allie ended up getting her third foul. And Allie was really, you know, the, the bright spot in particular offensively for us in that first half. She was the only one in double digits for us with 10. Um, but that, you know, she had to sit with two and then they brought her back in. And it was just kind of a, you know, newless foul, I think, fouling somebody with 42 seconds from Iowa while they were driving in. So that was another moment I thought that kind of stuck out to me. Um, so we ended up going into halftime down 17. Um, what else, though, Jeff, jumped out to you in either the first or the second quarter? That was really it, Kathy. I just just kind of like we were stuck in mud. We just couldn't yeah. ever get going. Yeah, yeah. And Quang pointed out, I would just seem to, in clutch times when they needed to hit a three, you know, they would have somebody there to hit a three. And again, it wasn't just one person for them. They ended up with five people in double digits, which I guess when you score 96 points, there's enough points to go around. But, you know, the, they they definitely, um, they had some some ladies that were hitting that three that, you know, perhaps maybe you weren't quite expecting to. And, and I'll bring this up here. This may be it. I mean, this is a team that we knew coming in was average. And I believe they were averaging 86, 84. 84. That was it. They yeah. were averaging 84 coming into the game. So you weren't more likely hold them under 70. They, they right. were, that team is very good offensively. They're generally, when they lose, they're still scoring 75, 80. They're just usually giving up the 90 plus, but when they're firing on all cylinders, they are a fun offensive team to watch 
And, and I just, uh, and I just was really, it was, when you watch some of their movement and stuff, it's really interesting to see what they do. And obviously, like you said, Caitlin Clark gets a lot of the attention, but like you just said, there are a lot of kids hitting free throws or excuse me, hitting three pointers. But the other thing though, is you can't give up. I mean, we gave up pretty much our average or our yeah. target goal. I should say we gave up our target goal in the first three quarters. I mean, yeah. they scored 71 in the first three quarters. I don't think, I don't think any Hoosier fan would have expected that kind of offensive no. outburst. No, I, I didn't expect 96 points. That's for sure. I was hoping in my mind going into it, I was not expecting the same as you, not expecting us to keep them around the 70 point mark. Um, I personally was just hoping to keep them in the 70s somewhere. <laughs> right. I think we were, I think Hoosier fans were expecting us to win a possibly an 88 to 82, 85, yeah. 81, something, but you were going to have to score some points because that's the kind of pressure they put on you is, you know, if, because they're going to score. So you better score. And, and as Ari pointed out in the chat here earlier, and I want to thank all the workaholics who are showing up a day late for us. Um, you've got to make your own shots. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in stats. I went back and kind of looked at a couple of key numbers there. And, and so, but yeah, I just, you know, that first half, I mean, they were, you know, what the halftime score, I forgot to write it down. Let me see real quick. Uh, 46 to 46 to 29. So yeah, they were on pace for almost a hundred right there. Right. Yeah. So they, they definitely were. Um, oh yeah. So 46, 29 going into halftime, anything else from first or second quarter? No, 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 me, me neither. So, okay. So we come out, um, and we immediately, uh, come out, put up a shot and get it blocked. And as Cezano gets the ball down low for two um, and then come back for another turnover from Allie. So it was, a, again, just a, it seemed like this, the third quarter to me just kind of picked up again where we left off going into that halftime. But what did you see in the third quarter, Jeff? Well, you mentioned it. They got the first bucket, so they jump out to a 19-point lead. But then Allie got a field goal, and Alexa put two free throws back-to-back, cut it to 17. I was thinking, okay, there's plenty of time left in this game. Well, we got to get some stops. Well, uh, you go through there from that point to the 606 mark. All we got was Chloe Moore McNeil made two free throws, and they basically ran off a 10 to 10 to 2 run. And, and that's when I kind of was I was watching it this morning. I and I'm sure maybe you felt the same. I, that's when I was kind of like, wow, we're down 23. I'm yeah. not sure about this one. And I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just like, man, that's that. That's a long way back in, a, in less than a half. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was just, again, um, you know, in terms of if we go by segments here, Iowa won the first segment by three and then another run the second segment in that quarter by two. So, again, outpacing us by five to go up by 21. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned partly in my, my banner moment, it would have been even more um, than that if we wouldn't have gotten that foul there late into the quarter with 33 seconds left. But, you know, there were some there were some bright points. Yeah. You mentioned Chloe Moore McNeil, about 728. I thought that third quarter, quarter for Chloe was a nice quarter for her. I thought mm -hmm. she really had a nice quarter. Um, in one of the, the examples about 728, she um, drove the ball and was very aggressive. She went up, got two, uh, and then got fouled. She didn't make the basket, but she got fouled. Um, and that was a second on Cezano. And there in my mind, I'm thinking, well, great, let's just keep going at her. She was really, from an Iowa perspective, just really hurting us. But um, then after that, so they take Cezano out, and that's when Caitlin Clark started doing Caitlin Clark things. So we had held Caitlin Clark in the first half um, to, you know, point wise, she only had, again, two points in the whole half. Um, she did have, you know, four, seven assists though in that first half. So she was doing something very different in the first half 
versus then in the third quarter, she started really cutting the line. And in that third quarter alone, she ended up with nine points. And so while you think this is great that Susano is going out and it was great for Chloe to get that foul on her, they just, again, it just seemed like wherever Iowa got the ball, somebody was willing and able to score for them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what else do you have? Well, I'll kind of back up what you were talking about with Chloe. I had it at the 442 mark. She hit that field goal, and I believe that's the one you were talking about. And then Grace followed that up with an and one on the next possession. So, again, we were trying to battle back, cut it down to 19. So, again, we saw some signs even in the third quarter that the kid, the players were not going to quit. They were going to keep battling until the final horn. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, and the same thing you had Nicole Cardano Hillary doing her thing, you know, about three and a half minutes. She, she missed a layup on her end again, just struggling again, offensively for the team, but she didn't stop, right? Like she didn't quit. She actually ended up forcing a tie up. Unfortunately, the, as had the whole day seemed to go, the arrow is in Iowa's favor. But again, I thought it showed a good, you know, stick to <laughs> from, from Nikki. And then, you know, after at two thirty left in that quarter, she finally got a, a three-pointer for us, <laughs> which was unfortunately only the second three-pointer for a game. And, you know, it's just not a good recipe going down by 20, 21 points uh, in just the thir- three quarters. And then also on top of it, not being able to make threes. You really needed to be able to make threes um, to get back into this. But um, we'll, we'll get into that probably in the fourth quarter. But what are your thoughts on anything else in the third that was kind of it for me, but I did want to back up. Like you said, Alexis, uh, two free throws really made that feel like it wasn't all that bad because she at least yeah. made it 71 to 49, a 22 point deficit. Yep. Yep. So, um, okay. So kicking off the fourth quarter, then again, we just seem to, should we started off going directly into Mac who gets her first field goal. Mm-hmm. So it, I was really surprised that that took that long to get our first field goal, but it didn't seem like we were really, um, trying to get her involved a whole lot into the offense into that fourth quarter at the beginning. Um, but I thought that was, you know, again, a hopeful sign. But um, and then right after that, Grace followed it up with a three, Alexa with a block on the other end, and then Chloe Moore McNeil for another three to get us to be 73-57. So that's how that first, you know, within a minute we started off that <clears throat> fourth quarter. But what else do you have on the fourth quarter going up? Well, and then I'll, and I'll back it. I'll go to that next segment, 8.30, they get a field goal, uh, which uh, and then at 8.14, Lex hit a free throw. So we'd cut it from you know down to 75.58, so we were chipping away. But every t- given, even in that fourth quarter, where I felt like, especially midway through, up to about the midway point, I kept thinking, gosh darn it, we just, they just keep, keep, hitting that, they keep hitting that shot that matters. It's like when we think we're going to finally put a 10-0-12-0 run together, Excuse me. They hit a shot. I thought also, Kathy, I wanted to comment on your com- your part about Mac. I thought fourth quarter was about as close as I saw her to looking um, healthy as I saw yeah. in the first game pl- at three quarters. I For whatever reason it was, I just thought whether maybe she just was like, you know what, to heck with it. I'm just going to go play and I'm not yeah. going to worry about this knee, whatever. I'm Again, armchair psychologist here. But I just thought she ran the court a little bit better in the fourth quarter. She was a little more active and I felt like that showed up. Yeah, I, I yeah, for sure. I thought the same thing to you, Jeff. Um, so let's maybe we'll look real quick at the the stats for her in that fourth quarter. So yeah, so she ended up with eight points and six of them came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, it was, um, to me, I thought the same thing. She, she seemed to be a lot more aggressive trying to to look for her, look for her shot there, which helped. But um, maybe I don't know. Do you want to talk about Grace in the fourth quarter? 
Well, I was just going to say, I thought more specific moments here. Well, you, you talked about one of them there at the, the nine eighteen mark, but that was kind of one of the few times that was the only time in the game up until that point where we put three possessions in a row where we'd scored straight. Mm -hmm. I mean, that we'd gotten stops. So, um, uh, or I take it back. Max field goal came in there. They'd had, they had a free, a field goal in there as well. But, but at the four thirty seven mark, Allie hit a field goal, Grace at four minutes, and Mack at 334. So another 6-0 run there that got us back within 11 there at 83-72. So, again, I think that was part of it. But, yeah, Grace really was – you can see kind of Grace was um, – she just had that mindset of like, no, we're not going down this way. And yeah. that's what you want to see from your senior. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, then right after that, Iowa hits, you know, another three-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> And then a couple free throws, but then we come back. And again, we had Allie with a layup, um, McKenzie with a layup, and then Grace with a layup. Um, and now we've cut the lead down to 10. So now you're starting to think, okay, we got about, uh, but it's only two minutes left, right? And so you feel like they finally are getting their groove. But it just, again, it felt like too, not enough time for us. But um, again, they didn't, they still didn't quit. So um, what else do you want to go through on the, the fourth quarter? Or, um, or do we want to go? kind of to that last uh, 21 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of where I was going because Grace, Grace's three made it a seven-point game at 95-88, and then Alexa got fouled shooting a three and made the three free throws with 12 seconds to go. So you had it to 95-91, and now I, I would missed a few free throws, so there was a chance still at yeah. that point, but um, – you know, it just that was going to it was going to be darn near impossible. But they they, you know, give them credit to get it back to work with 12 seconds. Crazier things have happened. Uh, yeah. Give the players credit. Yeah, for sure. So that whole last two minutes was all the Alexa Golbe and uh, Grace Berger show for sure. They yeah. uh, again were just the two of them in particular seemed like they were just willing the team and um, to try to, to try to get over that hump. So, yeah, so we had finally cut it to nine, nine, um, nine point lead. That was the last time we had it to single digits was back in the second quarter. <laughs> so it was, it was a long road to try to get there. And it just, you know, again, they started making their comeback. It just, again, not enough time. So, well, one thing it's kind of a stat related, but one thing that you talk <laughs> about meaningful moments, we never led. We yeah. never had a lead in the game. I mean, for a two teams that are relative, you know, two, two top twenty-five programs playing, that's got to be weird that they're that both teams didn't at least early on trade some leads. I mean, mm -hmm. Iowa led wire to wire. Yeah, pretty much. The only time it was tied was when it was zero to zero, and that was for a minute seventeen. <laughs> and then Iowa, you know, like I mentioned, they scored the first five, and they were off five and zero, oh, and that was that was kind of the end of that. That's and right. we want to thank all the workaholics showing up here day yeah. late. Quang, we see you posting there in the chat, and we got about 14 or 15 that seem watching. Don't hesitate to chat and join in with the workaholics in the chat. We'll, we appreciate everybody that's here. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I think also in that fourth quarter, I thought their their defense really tightened up. I, I yeah. Overall, um, maybe we should talk about the defense. Like, I, I just didn't seem like we – and, I again, like, you got to give credit to Iowa. They just were on fire, and it wasn't like we were necessarily not defending them, per se, with some of their shots, and they made some really great shots. But I did think our defense was just maybe a little – looser than we've we've come to see them this year but what were your thoughts overall on the defense today or yesterday well i thought in that fourth quarter again i thought you were right again i thought picking up the pressure a little bit helped i thought playing again was kind of the sense of urgency there were some times in the first half where it just looked like we had some real miscommunication issues of 
of not talking on some switches or on the screen action, whether we were going to switch or not. Um, and I saw a couple times where it, it, I want to say nobody pointed fingers, but you could tell they were looking at each other like, wait a minute, I thought you were, you know, they just, and you have yeah, not seen a lot of that from this yeah. team. And, and I don't think I per se didn't really feel Iowa was running anything tricky. Mm-hmm. They just were putting you in actions they wanted to put you in. And, and so I don't know if that, you know, if it was just, again, I don't know. I have an answer for it, but again, I think maybe third, I think one of the questions coaching staff may be asking themselves is should they have started picking up a little bit more in the third quarter to see if maybe, because sometimes I was always somebody who liked to press anyway. So that's near and dear to my heart, but I think sometimes it's a way to get you going, especially if you're kind of lethargic, you know, to start a game or a right. half is to, you know, put some pressure on, but you got to hit shots. So I, yeah, press really only works if you can hit some shots and, and set it up. Yeah. So that that's probably a good segue <laughs> maybe. Um, but any other moments though, before we transition to talking and going a little deeper in all the stats? No, but I thought you were right. But at that kind of last point you made the, the really the last four or five minutes, Maybe I would add, you know, it was the Grace, Alexa, and Allie show because I thought Allie sure. hit a couple Allie's shots down there. But yeah. you know, it really was Grace and Alexa just kind of saying, "We're going to put us, you know, put you on our back." Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, um, let's go ahead then and transition and go inside the numbers, Jeff, and I'll let you go ahead first. What uh, would uh, you want to jump into first? There's lots that we can go to. <laughs> <sighs> um, Shooting, um, and and I know teams go through slumps, and really now is not the time you want to go into a slump as a team. But boy, we did not shoot well at Nebraska. I'm not sure we really shot all that well against Northwestern. It was just better than the Nebraska game and yesterday. So it's one of those that's a little bit of a concern for me. We shot 42 and a half percent for the game, but that was with shooting 57 yeah. percent in the fourth quarter. If you yeah. take the first three quarters, we shot under. Uh, 33% for the first three quarters. So uh, shooting is a little bit of a concern right now because we're missing and, and we're also missing some shots. I had the stat written down, Kathy, this is what I talked to, kind of previewed earlier. Um, layups, we were 14 for 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Iowa was 12 for 14. That efficiency is huge. Even though we scored more buckets on layups, that efficiency, you know, if we hit five more shots, if we're 19 for 21, that's 10 points. Heck, if you hit three more shots, that's six points you win. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, th- that not only were your missed shots, we weren't rebounding either. Uh, we, we got out rebounded 41 to 27. I mean, it, and you know, 32 of those are defensive rebounds for, for Iowa. So Iowa had plenty of chances to get rebounds with our shooting woes that we were having, especially in that first three quarters. Um, but boy, we just didn't really seem to fight. Um, and, but still talking about rebounding, the one that surprised me was after the first quarter when, and I had mentioned that, you know, Iowa had those three offensive rebounds in a row, they ended up with only nine offensive rebounds. So at least we tightened that up and Iowa ended up, we actually won this category with, with second chance points and actually beat them 24 to 11. And I honestly, I had to double check the numbers on that. So like, am I looking at it backwards? Because it just didn't feel like that. Right. Right. Um, it didn't feel like, you know, we felt like we were missing, as you men- mentioned, that so many just shots that, and again, like, I don't think it was Iowa's defense. I just think that we weren't making shots we normally would have made. And so, yeah, that is definitely a lingering question. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about, about when we get to that segment, but it's concerning. Um, you shoot 34% and a half against a team that's as prolific in scoring as Iowa. They have to shore it up and they're going to have to shore it up soon. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. What other numbers have you got that we should? Well, 
On on the flip side of that is defensively, as you were talking about prior to this, we Iowa shot fifty seven percent for the game. And, yeah. You know, we and for a team that normally is very good at defending, you know, we allowed them to shoot fifty seven percent for the game, and that included fifty three percent from beyond the arc. So, you know, and and the third quarter they shot sixty nine percent. So. <laughs> Just it was just a combination of a lot of things, Kathy. But boy, not shooting well and letting them shoot well is not usually going to work out very well. Absolutely. Uh, it, the positive for a defense: uh, eighteen turnovers for Iowa. But mm. again, you, you got to turn them into points. Um, points off of turnovers: uh, ten for for Iowa, and we did turn it into twenty-two points for us. But um, so it wasn't like we were being sloppy. We just couldn't get the ball to go in the hole. And I felt like Iowa was a little sloppy in that fourth quarter. No offense. I'll take it because we were down and making a run. But, man, if I'd been their coaching staff, I'd been like, what are we doing? Because there were just some really bad turnovers that they had that accounted for some of that 18. Yeah. And, again, I realized we were pressuring a little bit. But a couple of them were just like – I think there was one where they threw it right to Lisa Bluter. And I was, that was always a bad thing for one of my players. If you throw it right to me, that's usually not going to get you a yeah. good, a good yeah. thing. But. But I will point this out, and, and I thought this was kind of the difference. Yesterday, we really struggled to shoot the ball. We only had 10 assists on 31 makes. They had 27 assists on 34 makes. It's crazy. I mean, that's how well they were moving the ball and getting it to where people could make shots. Yeah, yeah. I thought our ball movement was slow, too. To, back to your turnover point, eight of Iowa's 18 came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so it was definitely very heavily weighted towards that quarter. Only, only 10 the previous three quarters combined. So uh let's see what else do you have on your list i was just gonna say but we only had eight turnovers we did yeah, we did against an iowa team that doesn't really for is not okay. known for their defense we didn't <laughs> at least shoot ourselves in the foot we just couldn't score yeah absolutely for three um one other i guess to highlight too I, we've been looking at especially with after mckenzie's knee injuries points in the paint and we were tied 44 44 so we pushed on that one so that's so gonna either one I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when I saw that, I didn't print the stats off until I got done watching the game like I normally do. That shocked me. I would have told yeah. you we got pounded in the paint. Right. Yeah, same thing um, when I told you I had to look at second chance points. I'm like, that can't be right because we just drastically got out-rebounded. Um, but I guess then again, if you're Iowa and you're <laughs> making 57% of your field goals, you don't have as many second chance points that uh, are second mm. chance opportunities to get those second chance points. So I guess from that, that way, um, it, I guess it kind of makes sense that looking at it through that lens. Um, so, yeah, so scoring wise, Iowa was very, very consistent, almost 25 in every quarter, um, 11, 18, 20. And then as I mentioned in my banner moment, we ended up with 42 points in that fourth quarter, but um, we just, I think tomorrow we're going to have to come out and make sure we don't dig a big hole like this again, and especially with Iowa at home. Um, I think this is going to be a, a tough one again tomorrow. So, um, but anyway, back to the staffs. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about too, I think that was hard for us in that first half is actually Grace, Nicole and Alexa combined for five of 18 on shooting. So it, it, again, it wasn't like we just had, you know, Grace has had some moments this year where she's been kind of cold, um, but then you have other people that are really stepping up. The only one in that first half was really Allie that did did much scoring for us. Outside of that, everyone was just really off. But, um, you know, I guess there's no reason to keep talking, hounding it, but <laughs> it is what it is. But what other stats do you have, Jeff? Well, I'm going to move over to the individual side here. And I'm going to start with Alexa Golbey. Led us with 22 points, uh, four rebounds, um, and two assists to go along with three blocks. So 
on a day where we basically found out the day before that Lex has announced that she is not coming back, at least as of right now, she will not be back next year. She's not going to take her COVID year. And so I thought, you know, what a, you know, what a great way for your last appearance in Simon Scott assembly hall, unfortunately in a loss, but I thought, you know, pretty darn good stat line from a senior. Yeah, I agree. Um, along that same lines, in terms of individual stats, we had um, uh, Grace right behind her with 21. So we had, we did end up with two people at 21 points, and then Allie not too far behind that with 18. But again, just very heavily weighted towards um, towards that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Iowa side, again, they ended up with five players in double digits, plus another um 12 points off of their bench. So all five of their starters in double figures and then 12 off their bench. Um, and then compare that for us. We had 11 points off from Chloe Moore McNeil. Most of those, again, from Chloe of her 11 that she had came in that third quarter where she had six of her 11 that, that came in. Um, again, looking at the fourth quarter specifically for us scoring wise, you had Alexa with 11 of her points and, and Grace finally found her shot in a range um, <laughs> with 14 points, including two of five from three point. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, the team overall uh, finally found a little bit of range there um, hitting four, four three pointers in that, that um, fourth quarter um, of the six total that we hit. The unfortunate thing is that they, you know, it was on, I think 14 three point shots in that fourth quarter. So it was, it was rough going, but boy, they, they sure made it interesting at the end. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you mentioned Grace's 21 points, but she had six rebounds, four yep. assists, five steals. So, you know, and, and then you throw in Allie, she also had six rebounds and two assists. So, they were doing things. Unfortunately, like we've talked about through the first half hour of the show, they just weren't being done in the first half, especially, or in the first three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll find our shot and find the bottom of the bucket and um, maybe Carver Hawkeye arena will be more friendly to us <laughs> tomorrow. Can't be any worse um, at this point. Fair. Right. Okay. So what else do you want to talk about stat wise? Anything else that, that sticks out to you? I think I hit them. I think I hit all my my stats I wanted to hit because you brought up a couple that I had noted as well, especially about the rebounding and yep. such. So I don't have any more stats I really need to hit. Okay, perfect. Same for me. Okay, so you're listening to the Doing the Work IU Post Game Show. You can catch us live immediately or sometimes a day later following most IU women's basketball games. But you can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Also there you can go and um, sign up for our free email newsletter, and you can do that at join.assemblycall.com. And again, my name is Kathy Amos, and I'm joined by Jeff Marlowe, and we're breaking down Indiana women's loss to Iowa from yesterday. Um, but now, Jeff, it's time for a game ball. So um, let's start with you, since I'm I'm the host. Who's who do you want to give your game ball to for yesterday? Boy, that's a tough one because, uh, you know, kind of the age old question, are there any game balls and losses? But this loss isn't like some of the losses you may have. But um, I- I'm going to go with Grace here. I am I just think more – it was more than the scoring. I thought it was more about the attitude. Tw- as we mentioned, 21 points, six rebounds, which tied for our high – she was tied for our lead in rebounds. Um, she Her four assists were the most on the team. Her five steals were the most on the team. She did have three turnovers, but – I'm going to go with Grace Berger here, but we'll see what you've got. 
Yeah, I actually had the same thing. I wrote down grace for my game ball. Um, that fourth quarter in particular just really solidified it for me. I thought, you know, she was really struggling in that first half in particular, but the whole team was. And she she came out the third quarter still struggling, but boy, I thought she really seemed to show her leadership. And <laughs> you could see, like, Grace is usually pretty calm, I think. I thought in that fourth quarter in particular, you could really see the fire, that uh, the competitiveness in her coming out. Like, we know she's very competitive, Boy, I thought it really came out, and it was contagious, and I thought the rest of the team caught on to that. And so for me, Grace got my game ball as well. Okay. I will okay. say Ari was here in the workaholics. I think he, I think he was trying to say he, he was voting for Lex, but right. we already had a 2-0 with Grace. So. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Ari. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for our Hoosier Hustle Award. This is sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. You can go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that website is EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Um, let me go back real quick. Game ball. So that was Grace's fifth game ball. Um, Mac, Nicole, and Allie all have three, and then Alexa has one game ball. But okay, so sorry, I need to go back. Uh, all right, how about who's your hustle? Who do you have for that? Oh, Quang, I, I appreciate you. Quang's in here in the chat with all of them. Everybody should get the Who's Your Hustle Award because yeah, of the fourth quarter. The fourth. Uh, but I guess I'm going to go, I'm going to lean toward Chloe Moore McNeil here because I just thought that third quarter where we were struggling anyway, uh, Chloe really brought some energy off the bench. And as you mentioned, uh, 11 points, most of them in that third quarter. Uh, she also had three rebounds. She had an assist. So I, I'm going to go Chloe Moore McNeil here. Okay. Um, well, I think we'll have to throw it over to our, our, our uh, workaholics then because I actually gave my game ball to Alexa. Um, I thought, again, she was right there with Grace in that fourth quarter, really just working her tail off. She went 11 for 12 from the free throw line as well. So I thought she was really aggressive making her free throws and getting to the line. Um, she ended up with three blocks as well playing 33 minutes only one turnover although the whole team as a whole for the most part didn't didn't turn it over much in four rebounds so i liked chloe's game in the third quarter but i thought when everything was really coming on i thought alexa stepped right up with with grace in that fourth quarter for so for me i went with um with um sorry with lexi for for my game ball i'm sorry who's your hustle Oof. yeah a good thing i'm not making public speeches oh wait <laughs> so okay, workaholics we need you to chime in here lex or chloe moore mcneil for the game ball or excuse me for the hustle award yeah All right. i got you doing it now <laughs> yeah we do it but i will go back to the stats you mentioned lex we were 23 of 26 at the line so the one definite positive on shooting the ball came from the free throw yeah. line yeah, 88.5%. So that was great. Well, Ari's not helping us much. He gave no. us to, the, to Allie. <laughs> it it, it, Allie's not one of the choices. Ari, we got Lex or we oh. got Chloe? <laughs> well, Quang said Allie as well. So we can get outvoted, I guess. By I more guess. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll, we'll give it to our, our loyal uh, listeners here, and we'll give the, the hustle award to, to Allie. So All right. that is um, Allie's first hustle award. Um, in the past, we've also had Grace Berger with four, Chloe and Nicole with three, and then one each for Mac, Keandra, Alexa, Grace Wagner, and Caitlin. And, um, and, and real quick, Kathy, I'll say this for the for for the people in the workaholics who were talking about who wanted Allie and then pointed out, if you have not seen and you're watching, you're listening to this podcast the next day, 
or you're watching us live here on YouTube um, or Facebook or Twitter, wherever you're watching us live. Um, if you have not seen Allie's post-game press conference where she talks about how much it meant to her to be a Hoosier and how much she loved the, the program, the team, pull it up. It's a really – I think it tells you what you want for your Hoosier players. That, that's kind of what you're looking for from the people who wear the, uh, the cream and crimson and, and put that, you know, that, that trident on there. Oh, um, I must have missed that. Is that on Twitter, Jeff? I'll have to go. You can find it probably on YouTube or Twitter. I saw it on a couple different places. Yeah, I mean, I watched the the senior presentation that they had on Big Ten Plus afterwards. But um, well, this maybe then we'll go into some lingering stories. But could we, maybe some updates though, which kind of are lingering storylines. So one yep. of the lingering storylines we probably had coming into this game was who's coming and who's going. Um, we've had those answered now so we'll just give everyone an answer so alexa Goulbay has opted not to come back for her covid late year grace wagner got accepted to the kelly school of business 3-2 program and so she's opted to not come back she's played three years for us as a hoosier the interesting thing i found out about grace and i didn't know this and i i probably should have but she was a walk-on and earned her way into a scholarship so huge thank you to both of those um, women for their time and effort and energy for the program and then ali and nikki are both out of eligibility so neither one of them will be back so a huge thank you to that and all four um so the long-term lingering questions of course that we'll have to talk about during the off season is where we're going to replace especially alexa ally and nikki three starters in our in our rotation and lineups for next year but that's not something we need to worry about today but <laughs> i think it's something we'll need to look to after the season for sure well and i and i think you're you know we still got a lot of hopefully a lot of basketball to play uh, but I think we'll look back in a couple of years and just realize how special this group was when you put Nikki and Allie and Lex and, and, and Grace Wagner, but also with Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes, how special this group has been and how special their time here. And I think that was part of what really got, I think got Allie, hit Allie a little bit in that press conference yesterday was that she, she knows it's finally coming to an end. I mean, she's, it seems like she's yeah. always had another year to go, but um you know, and, and, and again, I think you've seen people talk about Allie um, coming back or, or Allie maybe wanting to coach at some point in the future. Um, I think she, you can see that in her when she's out on the floor, that she's that type of leader. So yeah. maybe, maybe she could find a place in the, in the program as a grad assistant right. or uh, maybe an assistant, but maybe start out as a grad assistant. Um but I think you you right now, if you're looking at that lineup for next year, you would have to think that Chloe is going to be one of those right. kids that gets one of those spots. I would assume so. And again, just to clarify, to, to make sure, since we have two Graces, Grace Wagner is leaving, <laughs> but yes. Grace Berger has also announced that she is coming back. And so Correct. she is using her COVID year and coming back for a fifth year for us. So um so that's kind of who's coming and who's going in terms of the title race. We, as I mentioned at the beginning, we are now in a three-way tie, a half a game back out of first place. Um, and we really don't have the opportunity to get a share of that title. And I think the way it kind of breaks down is we have two remaining games and we absolutely have to win both of those games, but we're going to need some help as well. We need Michigan now to probably lose to Michigan state. Um, but the, the, and I think that's where we're, we've kind of landed to get, to and win I think, outright, right? And I think Michigan still has Iowa left too. I think they've got two games left this week now, still with Iowa and Michigan State. So a loss to either one of those would definitely will, will be helpful. If Michigan wins out, they're going to win the the conference title. I think. 
yeah, Michigan just beat Maryland today. And so now they're only half a game out along with us and um, uh, Maryland's in first, right? So I've no, just, Michigan's no. in first. Michigan's, Michigan's in, first? in first because they beat Maryland today. Yeah, I thought they were half a game. So it's Mich- it's Michigan in front by half a game. Maryland's behind nope. uh, with us and 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 uh, Ohio State. No, nope, I'm sorry. I pulled up. Maryland is in first. Michigan, IU, and Ohio State are back in tied for second with a half a game, and then Iowa is a game back. So, what's, but what's Maryland's record? Maryland is twelve and three. So they won. That one. hasn't been that hasn't been updated. because they they beat they lost to Michigan today. Okay, so they are okay. So that's why that's you know yeah they were in front going into today. Got because it. What, okay, they haven't updated. No wonder I was so confused. <laughs> Yeah. They so, knew but, ESPN app. So, yeah. okay, cool. All right. Bottom line is we got to take care of our own yeah. business. And when, when we can't control what other teams are going to do when we're not playing them, but we have to win tomorrow. And then we play Maryland to close out the season on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, got to win both of those. They're going to be tough. They're both on the road. Um, if we go one and one, we could end up as a anywhere from a three to a five seed in the Big Ten tournament now, depending on what other teams do. If we lose both, most likely it looks like we're going to end up as the fifth seed. So I think it's really important for us to um, – to win both of these, but so that it, we really again made it really tough on ourselves with that Nebraska loss and then the loss yesterday, but you know what, we're still in position to be able to still win that title. So uh, it's not like they're out of opportunities, but anything else you want to talk in a kind of a conference level macro sense from where we're sitting? Well, I'm getting a little confused here because Quang says the same thing you did that Maryland's 12 and three and, and 12 and four, but I could have sworn Ari said that Michigan was the, the the if Michigan wins out, they're going to win the title. So I don't know how that's possible. I don't either. So, well, um, this is what we can determine. We'll have to watch all the games this week. At least pay attention to the scores for those top five teams because legitimately, I think all five have a chance to get um to get that title. So <laughs> yeah, because I thought I know Maryland had three losses going into today. Okay, they did. Okay, so they have then they haven't updated it. So that's what I'm trying to look at real quick here. And 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 by the way, all the things that are going on in college basketball today. If people haven't seen the things that happened up in Wisconsin, it's just a game. At the end of the day, just you know, it's a game. I know I'm I'm ultra competitive, but it's at the end of the day, it's just a game. Yeah. Yeah, it, my mine says that Michigan's twelve and three. I use eleven and three. Ohio State and Maryland and Iowa all have four losses. So if IU can win out, Michigan's got to lose. Yeah, right? we need Michigan to lose. <laughs> Bottom line, we need to win two games, and yep. Michigan needs to lose. Yeah, it's updated now. I need to. And it's really them. gotten kind of convoluted because if IU had won Nebraska it really would have put us in a much better position to control our destiny, even with the loss yesterday, but that loss at Nebraska is going to come back to haunt a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Now I got it right. Michigan's on top 12 and three. Indiana is a half a game back at 11, three Ohio States at 12 and four. And as is Maryland also half a game back. And then I was a full game back at 11 and four. So, all right. I got pretty sure Michigan and Iowa still play this week, but I could be wrong. I know they got Michigan state on Thursday. Well, let's just look. So Michigan State on Thursday, and then, yes, Michigan and Iowa play Sunday at 
4 p.m. Eastern or 3 o'clock Central. That will be on ES. Both those games are, are going to be aired as well. So, so if we go, to watch. So if we go 2-0, and we all got to sit around on Sunday watching that yeah. final game of the Big Ten season to see if we win a title or not. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be – it's going to be a fun week. You know, it, that's the thing, though. It, it's This is at least fun. It's competitive, yep. and <laughs> and it's nice that we have an Indiana team in the mix for a title. So how fun It's is that? better that it's an IU team in the right. mix. <laughs> yeah. So. But anyway, I don't have anything else, Kat. I thought you hit the, the lingering storylines really okay. well there with the, the kids coming back and not coming back. And, and, and stuff. Right. so I thought you did a nice cool. job with that. All right. Well, let's preview our upcoming shows and opponent. I don't think we need to preview Iowa um, <laughs> again, but that game will be um, tomorrow. It, is it on? Big no, Ten? I've got I got that wrong in the run sheet. Regular, on, right. It's on regular BTN. Yeah, so I don't think we're – I think we're on national TV the rest of the way out, right? We're on Big Ten tomorrow, and then, again, we play Maryland on Friday. That game should be on Big Ten as well. So if you have your Big Ten Plus and you're only keeping it for uh, women's basketball, I think we can safely cancel it until next season, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. You might, need it for the big, you might need it for the Big Ten tournament. Oh, will they air oh, off? I don't so know. I don't – I don't – I'll be honest. I haven't – a lot of times during the day at school, I haven't get a chance to watch the Big Ten tournament during the day, but – it just seems like I'll bet you at least a couple of those early games, which we probably won't be involved in. Right. A couple of those early games may end up on BTN plus, but I could be wrong. And I hope I am. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on the, the tournament to make sure they don't, I would sure hope any of the top seeds they put on regular big 10 or Fox or something. Right. So, um, so again, I was seven, 22nd um, or 25th, depending on which poll you look at. They're now 17 and seven overall or 11 and four. So we kind of covered all of that. Um, so again, Caitlin Clark leads the nation with 20, almost 27 points per game. And then, um, Monica Cesano averages 20 and down in the post for them. So I think we're pretty well, um, familiar with them. They do lead the series 50 and 21. Um, we've had a tough time in Iowa city. We're only four and 29 overall. Um, the last time we won though was February 7th of 2021 when we came in and beat Iowa um, 85 to 72. And when we beat them in two th- last year, that was our first one there since 1994. So um, been few and far between, but um, we are now five and five against Iowa in our last 10. Um, and again, just like that fourth quarter proves, don't count these women out at all, nope. whether it's on the road or at home or, or you're down 21 going into the fourth quarter. So um, additionally, Assembly Call Radio will be doing their normal post-game show on tomorrow afterwards. So we do have a conflict. So right now, Jeff and I are planning on, and then Jeff has a radio um, a commitment on Tuesday. So we are actually planning on doing our show for the Iowa game, not until Wednesday evening. And it'll probably be later at 9 Central or 8, excuse me, 9 Eastern or 8 Central. So that's how it's looking right now. Um, so we'll have lots of times to... Um, to kind of mull over what happens in the game tomorrow. But again, that game will be aired nationally at uh, on Big Ten regular at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And I know this is the Big Ten, this is the doing the work big uh, IU women's postgame show, but the men are playing at roughly the same time around night, yeah, which is why we've got some of the conflicts because AC ready or AC uh, Assembly Call will have their postgame show as well. So uh, the men are at Ohio State tomorrow night. Not good scheduling by the Big Ten. No, no. <laughs> you would think it would be they, should talk, they should talk to us before right. they get these times. We could solve all this for them if they would just ask. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the men start an hour early or an hour earlier than the women. So they start at seven Eastern and then the women at eight Eastern. So they'll probably be doing their post-game show rights as the women's game second half is getting started. And just because of work conflicts and other things, we'll just end up doing yep. the show today. So yep. all right. Um, okay. So again, you're listening to the Doing the Work um IU post-game show. Remember to check out our friends at Homefield Apparel. You can use that promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off if it's your first order. And you can find them at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Jeff, it's time for last call. And I'll go ahead and let you start off with uh, in whatever kind of closing statements you have. Well, hey, I know it's been a rough week, a tough loss in Nebraska that none of us maybe expected. But Nebraska at home has been very good all year. Um, and then a game yesterday that even though we would like to have gone better and had a much more competitive first three-fourths of the game, Iowa was not going to be an easy game with a healthy McKenzie Holmes. I mean, is it makes it easier or it makes it a little bit easier to stay in that game because we're, we're going to play offense a little better, but Iowa's a good team and they can score points. Now we need to find a way to go tomorrow night to Iowa city and get a win and then put ourselves in a position to still have a chance for the big 10 title. when We go to, uh, excuse me, to Maryland, on Friday. So uh, nothing's lost here yet. Are we where we were a week ago at this time talking about chances? No, but we still have a chance at the end of the year to be at the end of the season to be lifting up a Big Ten title, but we just got to find a way to play a little bit better over the next week. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll second all of that. Again, kind of some lingering questions I think we have going into this game, too, that will help us with our um, closing thoughts are our shooting woes. We've kind of seen it from a team-wise where they've been really rough shooting. So I'm, I'm hoping they find their their shot again. And I'm a little concerned with the, the defense again against Iowa. Their, their, their offense is so prolific. So I'm hoping now that they've seen them, they've gotten the feel of it, that they can clamp down a little bit. Again, I don't expect them to hold them to our 70 points per game that we typically hold, but let's at least try to keep them in the, you know, upper 70s, low 80s, and give our chance, give ourselves a chance to win tomorrow. And Kathy, I thought I saw this a little bit. Maybe I'm overreaching on this. Um, I'm gonna ask you this, kind of get your idea before I can before I give my answer. Do you feel like they looked fatigued yes. yesterday? And and I wonder if at this point, I know we're playing a lot of games. That's part of it. But I just wonder if some of the minutes that we've asked some of the players to play is catching up to us here at the end of February. Yeah, I, I absolutely did. They 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 didn't look as crisp on defense for sure, and I think that's a huge part of it. And yeah, again, if you go back, our last six games are coming within 14 days, mm -hmm. so we're almost at, you know only having one or two games days off in between. Um, and then boy, our our starters again just with a ton of minutes. We had 38 for Nikki. We had. And for Grace Berger, and then we had Alexa with 37 and 34 for Allie. So they're just playing a ton of minutes. Um, McKenzie, of course, 23, and then Chloe Moore, McNeil with 24. Not surprised again with with Mac where, with her niece still coming back. But, um, boy, yeah, we just – they do. They look tired. And so I'm hoping they had a nice, easy practice today if they practiced at all or at least a day off to try to get some something back for that trip. I'm guessing they're traveling. but Yeah. Right now, the best thing I can think of, they'll help them more than anything, is just get through Maryland on Friday. Hopefully, we get those two wins because I thought I really felt that way, especially about middle of the second quarter yesterday. They just really looked like they were having a hard, like their legs were, you know, almost in cement. Their feet were in cement. They just weren't moving well. They weren't getting good lift. None of them were getting good lift on their shots. I thought, you know, we know my Mac may not be, but I just thought the lift wasn't there. 
and you get past that Maryland game, you're going to have about a week, depending upon when you play in the Big Ten tournament, you'll have almost a, a week of down of rest. They're still going to practice yeah. all that. But that might be the best thing that can happen to this team right now is get through the end of the Big Ten regular season. Yeah, and um, as a couple of people point out in the the chat too, we you know we kind of saw that in the last game, Grace Berger with her shoulder getting banged up, so evidently she was in a, a brace yesterday. I didn't notice that, but she evidently had a brace on under her undershirt. And just as a programming note to go back, um, we've gotten from a couple sources that Big Ten Network regular does air all of the women's Big Ten tourney games, so yes. um, so that you can keep your Big Ten Plus for baseball if you'd like, but otherwise. Um, I think we're safe to to cancel that. So, <laughs> um, gosh, I, I think that's about it. So, yeah, health going into this game, fatigue going into this game. Um, we do get at least Monday to Friday to finish off our last game. But, boy, you got to get this win. Start off the win the week with a nice momentum changer here for us and then hopefully get that Maryland win and clinch that title. <laughs> and then uh, we got a nice week off until we get our first game in the – the Big Ten tournament, and as Ari points out, we we need to, a, a two and zero uh, or 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 at least a win at Iowa. Maybe I misread it, but a, a win tomorrow will get us, I believe, a top guarantee us a top four, which will get us to Friday. You won't have to worry about playing on Thursday. Yeah. So, hey, just win, baby, one game at a time. Love Al Davis, just win. Yeah. All right, Jeff, that's all I had on my brain. Um, anything else for you? No, Kathy, thought it was a great time with you again today. I want to thank all the workaholics who are showing up here today and thank everybody who's been listening and our sponsors such as Homefield Apparel and Evansville Security Services. Yeah, absolutely. So if you do want to see us do the, the show live, you can be part of our live chat here and go um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us at youtube.com slash assembly call. Um, you can also, again, we have a free newsletter and you can sign up for that at join.assemblycall.com. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you all for listening and joining us in the chat here today. And we'll be back to talk hoops with you again on Wednesday. But remember, the game is tomorrow and then the show is Wednesday. But until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers. Whew. Yeah. All right. Good show. We were windy today, too. Well, sometimes. We had a lot of Yeah. Well, sometimes even in a bad loss, you got, you know, you, there's a lot to talk about. So. Well, we had to talk about who's coming back and who's not. And then we talked about the the Big Ten race and trying to break all that down. And we don't normally go into that kind of thing in a radio shop. It will be interesting because um, I'm not saying it's why she's coming back. So don't say I want anybody saying that. I hope I'm not being misinterpreted here. But with her coming back, it probably will put Grace within range of catching Tyra Buss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that wouldn't be too bad either, would it? No, but I'm not saying that's why she's coming back. I don't want anybody yeah, to misconstrue no. that. I'm just saying that, but she's, you know, because she's probably, I'm I'm ballparking here, but she's right around 14, 1500, you know, probably around 1400 points right now. Assume we get into the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, figure she'll pick up another 100 or so. You know, she'll be, you know, and I think Tyra's right around 2200. I'd have to go back and look, but I think at least there'd be an interesting. Yeah. Race to that next year. Yeah. But, and with and with Alexa and Allie and Nikki all leaving, there's going to be, you know, somebody has to get some more points, though. <laughs> I think the other thing you'll have to keep an eye on this spring is with the they now know who's leaving. Right now, I know of only three recruits for coming in. They, and I, I know they lost the one girl um, at midseason. I'm hmm. pretty sure she was on scholarship. Yeah. So 
and then there was another girl that transferred in from Iowa or not from Iowa, Georgia, I think it was that left the team roughly earlier or sometime right after the start of the season. So if she was on scholarship, there's a couple extra scholarships there. Plus we don't, you know, it's in the day and age of the transport and that's where I was going. I think you may see Terry Moore and be a little active here in the transfer portal with, you know, going after a veteran junior or senior mm-hmm. who much like a Nicole Cardano Hillary, who's been at a you know mid-major who might see, Hey, Grace Berger, Mackenzie Holmes are back. Right. Uh, that, that team could do something. So I, I think that's, you know, uh, that'd be to me, one of the off season, the storylines is how active we get to be in the transfer portal. Yep. I agree. So, all right, Jeff. Well, I think I'm going to call it a, an afternoon with you, but that was, yep. it was fun in a not fun way, but it was, you know, cathartic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kathy, you did a great job and we'll talk to you Wednesday. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth tomorrow. I'm going to kind of try to watch both. I saw somebody say they were going to tape one, watch one, but I'm going to try and kind of flip yeah. back and forth a little bit and, and keep yeah. my eyes on it. And, and then I'll rewatch this whole game again, right. either Monday night or Tuesday and get a chance to make my notes. But yeah. Uh, I'll probably so. watch the first half of the men's game and then switch over to the women. Um, that's, kind of my plan. I want to watch the women live. Yeah, uh, probably what I should do. Yeah. And then I might record the second half of the men's game, but yeah, that's too determined. <laughs> so I will talk to you Wednesday. Sounds great, Jeff. Take care. Have All a right, good night. Bye-bye. Some people just know there's a better way to do things like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.